Blog Talk Radio. Excuse me, where basketball is king, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. One thing, and I, Chris Broussard pointed this out on 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 the spirit the other day. One thing about European basketball in general, that stuff, LeVar Ball that's pulling right now with the media and with the NBA, specifically the Lakers, that mess won't fly over there. It will no. not. It will not fly. They they will they were eighty sixes boys in the heart in the New York minute if they tries that. I mean, I don't I don't know what good would do to Sticker, but maybe he's crazy like a fox. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to spread his big baller brand into Europe. I mean, Luke Durant of all places, but in in the corners of Europe, hell, he has a public shop in China. But I I, I this this dude is something. I mean, would you leave? And look, I'm not trying to tell a grown ass man how to parent his kids. I mean, mm-hmm. Jello is nineteen, eighteen, and nineteen. And just, even though it's 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 Melo who I'm worried about as a sixty year old, he's still a child technically. Yeah. But are you seeing what, what are you are you feeling this move at all about letting his boys play overseas? And then more on the uh. family in a minute. But let's let's just let's, let's just focus on this for a minute on the on the Lithuania gig for his for his kids. Now, first and foremost. It's interesting that, you know, you went ahead and attached the title of Bama to LeVar Ball because he basically epitomizes the look of a Bama. If, if, if you were to actually, like, have a police sketch artist draw Bama, like, on, on top of the head, he would kind of resemble yeah. LeVar Ball just a little bit. But I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah. The move itself it's an interesting one uh, to me. The, the concern that I have, of course, is for uh, uh, Melo. That's the youngest one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Melo's the youngest. Yeah. Melo's the, the, the so Melo is the one I'm concerned about. I understand that, you know, he'll probably still have the opportunity to be homeschooled while he's over in Lithuania. Um, the report that I read said that, you know, they'll be sending family over there to uh, to to overlook over the two of them while they're there, and okay. they're, they're going to play for the remainder of the season. Which mm-hmm. leads me to think one thing. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly how long their seasons are. I don't know exactly when they end. I guess I that they either. end. You know, so that's that's a toss up. But my my guess is that they end sometime probably like what March, April, May, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, which will probably be probably be the length of uh, the, 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 a regular collegiate season. So Leangelo would at least get that in for him. The thing is, how will the both of the brothers look playing over in Lithuania? Like you said, it's king over there, and those boys can ball. And, and, and it'll be interesting to see yeah. them play against grown men. thing is, right. this contract is only for the end of the year. That means – Especially in uh, Lamelo's case, he's going to have to re up. That means he's going to have to do mm-hmm. something between now and the end of the year in order to be even considered to play again next year. Because the thing is, he's going to have to stay at least in basketball shape, in competitive basketball shape, for the next three years. Because what is he a junior now, or is he a senior? Yeah. No, 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 no. He's going to be a junior, I think. Yeah, he see, is, if he's a junior, that means he needs to complete yeah. this year, then next year as a senior year, and then that one year post the end of high school. So it's two and a half years of playing ball over in Lithuania? Think yeah. of this, right? You, your question was, was it, was it the right move? Um, it, it depends on how it turns out for, the, for them. You know, if, if they can take right. advantage of the situation and they show that they can play, it'll be fantastic for them. The only thing is the short history that I that I know of of guys leaving high school or, or not attending college to go overseas and play ball for a year before they come over to the NBA, it didn't work out for them overseas. That, with that one guy being, of course, Brandon Jennings, but he came right. over to the NBA, and he had a, 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 a relatively overly respectable rookie season. So the thing is, yeah. can D'Angelo uh, do the exact same thing? So it, will he be nah. capable 
I don't think so. See, and that's where the problem lies. Cause I don't think so, yeah. <laughs> just off of what I've seen, if Leandro plays anything like his older brother, that means he ain't got mm-hmm. no dog in him. At least Brandon uh, right. Jennings had got a dog in him. And, and he yeah, let it be known. It's a tough so, guy. Exactly. He just, he just had a horrible time making buckets overseas. So, oh, my God, just, just that whole trans, that, that transition over to, once again, I say it again, and I'm saying it judgingly, Lithuania, uh, mm-hmm. and, and having language barriers and playing with grown men and, and the food. Basically, That's what a lot of these And the food. Struggle. The food is just different. They, oh. That, too. Then you throw in the fact that as a 16-year-old, man, the last thing you want to – well, I mean, you probably want to play ball. But, man, you probably want to take some females, man, and have that high school mm-hmm. experience. LaMelo's missing out on all of that. So my hope is that he's built for all that. You know, I, I'm, I'm hoping Pops and his, and his manager has, has set him up mentally to prepare for that because I don't know how he's going to be able to deal three years of trying to play competitive grown man basketball in another country because he may not stick in Lithuania. He may have to fall around. Who knows? He may have to go to China. He may got to go to Australia. He may have to go to France. He may have to go someplace else. And, and, And that constant moving year after year trying to find a place until NBA scouts think that you're ready, mm-hmm. and what happens if they don't think that he's ever ready? And what if, you know, how, furthermore, what if they don't think he's worth the trouble? That's what I'm worried about because his dad, uh, the, you know, they, there's a saying, and I hate to give him credit, but Dr. Phil says this, is that the best way to predict future behavior is by looking at past behavior. Now, yes. basically, everywhere LeVar Ball goes, he's opening his big, beige yap of his. And he's basically, uh-huh. like, if, if nothing goes his way, or if some, if, if, if like, like, you know, like, say, for example, when, this, this, uh, like, like, uh, like when Melo's coach had the, or quote, unquote, audacity to tell him that he can't take 60 shots a game and, play, and can't play and, and can't cherry pick on defense, what will LeVar do? Pull the son out of school. Pull the son out, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what, and what, and 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 when Jello was busted for shoplifting overseas in China, which if it was any other kid, let's be real, especially if it was any other black kid who didn't have any mm-hmm. privilege, his ass would still be rotting on the bottom of that jail. Yep. Let's just be real about it, right? But whether it's by President Trump or whoever the hell, he was able to get out of there and come back home. And mm-hmm. upon coming home, I guess LeVar thought that everything was hunted door until Steve Offer did the right thing, you know, coach of UCLA basketball team, and put him in definite suspension with the other two teams was best for still, which is the right thing mm-hmm. to do as a coach. Apparently, LeVar Ball didn't like that. So what did he do? He pulled Jello out of school, out of like, you know, like a thief of the night. So I say all this to say this. What if and those kids are going to those two young men are going to face some adversity in, in Lithuania and uh, Lithuania, like because if it, the case the case with European basketball, it is tough. It is really a hard knock. It really. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon James experienced it. There was a kid from Tennessee a few years ago who went straight over there after his junior year of high school, mm-hmm. and he ended up quitting like halfway through the season. Not even halfway through the season. So and he's now been overseas, basketball like, like overseas for the past few years. But things are going to get rough for those young men, like for Jello and Mello, especially probably mm-hmm. Mello because he's he's just a kid and he's a grown ass man. And what if the coach, what like what if they're having a hard time showing the shot or confidence or whatever? What's LeVar going to do? He can't pull him out because if he pulls him out, what 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 other options do they have? Exactly. Really, what other options do they have? And would any NBA executive worth this salt would take a chance on not only one but two of those boys, like both of those boys, if they do have minimal professional experience? I say no. Not fact, at all. I would go out and say hell no. 
No. <laughs> so that's why, I mean, I mean, I wrote a piece on my sports ball earlier today um, comparing, essentially comparing LeVar Ball to Mark Marinovich. Now, for those of us mm. out there who don't know who Mark Marinovich is, who is now of a certain age, he's Tom Marinovich's daddy. Tom exactly. Marinovich, you might ask, he was the guy who was Mr. Football and everything. Stud coming out of high school in Southern California, ended up playing the USC, mm-hmm. putting up mad numbers, ended up being the mm-hmm. first-round draft pick of the Los Angeles Raiders, and he flamed out. And he played out because it came out later that he didn't, not only did he didn't like football, that whole lot. It was his dad who pushed him. His dad being yeah. Mark Marinovich, you know, who's a who's a famous trainer in Southern California, who's one of the best trainers actually in this country. But he he, he apparently he said his son was a, like kidney bean soup or some crap like that. Put a football in his crib when he was a baby. He basically <laughs> tried to manufacture the next big thing and end up backfiring. And I'm afraid that will end up happening. To not one, but maybe all three of the uh, of the ball boys, including like a, in, including Lonzo. And yeah. so I'm just hoping and praying for those boys' sake, especially Lonzo's, that they don't meet the same fate as Todd Marinovich did. But it, I, I, I don't see it ending well, man. Not with Lavar just run off with the damn mouth for every chance he gets. Bigger target on the sun's all three of his sons' back. I, I just don't mm-hmm. see it. Turn out any other way. Now, two quick things. First and foremost, I thought mm-hmm. you were going to actually bring up the meeting that LeVar had with the Lakers just recently in the, oh, in the development up. of the LeVar rules. You, you jumped the gun, but that's coming up. But, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, no, well, I, 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 was gonna, I, was, I wasn't going to talk too much about it. I'll let you do it. But the other thing is, no, no, if no, I remember no, no, correctly. It's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 I was just bringing it up. But um, I wasn't going to talk mm-hmm. in any detail about it because I, I haven't heard right. the actual details of the meeting and what was said and what was asked of him. My mm-hmm. only guess is they probably just told him to shut right. your up. But if I remember correctly, <laughs> didn't Tom Arinovich <laughs> attempt to, co- to uh, commit suicide? Yes, he did. Exactly. Once or that's a, least, I think once or twice. Yeah, so that's, that's my concern. Hey, for those who haven't watched it, and, and, and I I know we say this a lot about all of the 30 for 30s because I can't think of any non-quality 30 for 30 film out there. It just happens to be probably mm-hmm. the ones you may not like, may not be about sports that you enjoy. But there is one sure. about Tom Arinovich. And, and for those who, who are, are inquisitive enough, go ahead and watch that documentary. Go ahead and watch that 30 for 30. You'll learn everything about it. And see whether or not that's a roadmap to what what's about to happen with these kids. And unfortunately, man, like you said, the youngest one, the uh, uh, Lamelo, is, is the one. Like you said, I'm really concerned about because of all of the pressure that he's, he's starting to face. You know, from 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 being pulled out of high school, the confrontation with right. the coach, uh, uh, being forced to uh, excuse me. Uh, not play college ball now that you signed with the agent and now have signed on to play pro ball internationally. <laughs> Having to compete with grown yeah. men who are also competing for jobs themselves. <laughs> Excuse me. Just sure. that pressure at 16, that's a lot of weight, dog. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, it is. And, 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 you know, and, and, and like I said before, will he be able to handle all of this pressure? But, yeah, go ahead. I want, I want to hear about what these rules are. I want to know what was said in, in, in said meeting, <laughs> well, man, because oh, it, it, it has to be a pain to have this dude as, as, as out there. Well, here, so here's the go. I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up for you. Basically, as ESPN reported earlier today, at a meeting with LeVar Ball, basically asking him to tone down some of his public criticisms of head coach Luke Walton. He'll create – get this – a more positive atmosphere around his son. You, you you can't make this crap up. The meeting basically took place with the with with with, uh, with the Lakers. You know, president of basketball ops. You know, a boy Magic Johnson and, and the general manager, general manager, excuse me, Rob Palenka. Basically, you would think that. You know, I mean, first of all, I can't believe this dude actually has a seat at the table. But <laughs> at any rate. 
LeVar basically confirmed a meeting with ESPN. Check this quote out. Quote, it was the best thing, man. Everything's, everybody's going to try to make it an ego thing, like I'm trying to tell them what to do or they're trying to tell me what to do. It's not about that. It's about coming together to, and to get a solution to this problem, end quote. First of all, it is an ego thing because your dumbass keeps opening up your mouth over and over exactly. and over again. It is an ego thing, but there's more. Uh, let me go down to it. This is okay. And this and it, it, like before I get to this last quote, he basically said that um, I'm reading here is that Lakers decided said that the main message to Lavar was that they try to keep their relationship positive while still allowing him to speak his mind, and they prefer he did did the same. So okay, are we saying uh, is this to me that? Magic Johnson's working for LeVar Ball. Is this what this is? Because last night, Magic is is the best point guard of all time, Hall of Famer, and the the president of basketball operations. He is the Mm -hmm. man. He is a Laker. He is the man in L.A. Why try to have a million minds with a dude who can't shut his yap? Who knows? I mean, trying to make peace. Why why are they doing this? And this is the money show. This is LaVar Ball's last quote. So let me know that this dude ain't going to damn thing. Quote, I'm going to say whatever I want to say, however I want to say it. And they said, LaVar, come and talk to us first. So that's fine, too. So <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't make what? this up. You can't make oh. this crap up. I swear to God. I swear to God I can't make this crap up. This is this is this is a dumpster fire waiting to happen, and I'm disappointed that Magic Johnson, who I have a lot of respect for, most people have a lot of respect for him as well, not only as a basketball mind but as a businessman too. He's one of the better businessmen out there. Yeah. To 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 just essentially act the way, just essentially just 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 bow down, if you will, to this to this dude who has who. I, I I don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. They're, they're it's, it's, like, it's, just a, it's just a cluster for They're acting like he's coming out there putting up 30 and 15. How dare he? Oh, my God. Dude, oh. you could almost get you another one of, of, of him right now to come in and play his spot. The only thing is he probably wouldn't be as tall, but will probably have a little bit more dog in him and put up more points. Right. <laughs> they are insane. Oh, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I mean, the point, the fact of the matter is, is that Magic, you should take your damn team back. You're Magic freaking Johnson. Johnson, exactly. Mouth, like Lavar Ball raises ass up and down the the, the uh, court like he did at a Knicks game last night, just showing out for the whole world to see. I mean, just one uh-huh. ball. I just wish Magic would get up from his seat at courtside. Walk down to where Lavar is and tell him to sit his beige ass down. I, I wish he'd say that. <laughs> I wish he'd say that. But he's—I mean—he's too classy. I, Magic is, is a very classy dude. He's a cool, one of the coolest guys around in, in all basketball. I just wish he'd just break rank and just tell him that. So many people would be so happy for about that. I mean, I mean, just put a I order the sister or the sis. Tell him that the son is a grown ass man. Let him be a grown ass man. Get the bleep out. Just, just call him out. Just, I don't know, power jump him if they have to. You know, if he has to, just, just, just do something. Just do something other than have a like a talk. Because you know you can't negotiate. You know, you know they say that the saying goes, you can't negotiate with terrorists. You can't negotiate no. with a loud mouth either. No, you, you can't. can't. Do it. You can't do which it. Le- I, which no, leads me to believe this one I thing. Yeah, it, 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 the team has to be breaking in additional revenue from this entire situation. I understand that they're getting attention yeah. from this, but attention mm-hmm. for me—if I'm an owner or, 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 or a team president or GM—attention is not enough for me. I gotta be getting dough from this. I know they're probably not expecting a lot of wins from this team as of right now, so I, I can see right. you know the, the, the win loss thing not being an issue. All you can do is hope for progression mm-hmm. of the team. But 
if I'm a yeah. higher up, if this attention is, is, is bringing in dollars, okay, maybe yeah. I will allow this dude to have a seat at the table and to have conversations and we do stuff like but that. Because if not, why am I having a seat? Because he's bringing me money. Other than that, you know, I wouldn't have... If, if it was anything it, other than that, <laughs> I would just put this dude to the side of the Staples Center uh, as the players are going to the locker room and be like, hey, dude, calm, calm your ass down. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And that would have been it. Yeah. It would have been it. The only person who would have known about the meeting would have been press who probably seen it, and I would have tried to make sure that that wouldn't have happened. Or if he opened his mouth and said that, yo, Magic yoked me up and, 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 and told me to calm down, that would have been the end of it. That would have been an end of yeah. it if it was me, if I was magic. But, you know, I'm not magic. And, and they have to be reaping right. some benefit from this entire situation in, in order for it to, to go down like this. Because this is insane. I, I, I can't think of any – and I know, Matt, like you said, man, magic is smarter than this. I can't think of any other team owner or GM that would <clears> allow <throat> this to go down like this if it wasn't beneficial for the organization. I'm just saying, they're the Los Angeles. They're not even the Clippers. They're the Los Angeles freaking Lakers. Exactly. They're the franchise. He's Magic freaking Johnson. Exactly. I mean, he's sweat swag. He doesn't need this. He doesn't need some big buffoon walking up and down the court, making an ass out of himself, make a big ass out of himself in the press. Being and the, the team being don't the, need it. Being the, the mother of all, yeah, being the mother of all helicopter dads. He, but he doesn't need this. He doesn't need this. No. I, he doesn't need it. And that's the, that's the detriment of Lonzo because Lonzo actually has a damn good future. If his dad or anybody else doesn't mess it up, and, and mm-hmm. he, that's another thing. He, he will never do this because Lonzo strikes me as a guy who's very laid back. He's probably a lover, not a fighter. You know, just real mm-hmm. California cool. I don't see him one day just going to his dad and say, you know what, Dad, you need to chill the, the bleep out. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't, you know, you got me this far. I got to take the rest away. I'm an adult now. Please don't be, please. And especially when he said, when when, when, when LeVar said that basically he called out Julius Randle for not passing the lines of the ball in crunch time and won the yeah. games. I think it was against Philadelphia earlier this season. That's when I would have had that talk. That's why I, I would have sat him down and said, look, Dad, I know you love me, and I love you back, but you got to chill the F out. You can't be putting me on blast because i got to face my teammates every day. You don't have to face these guys. Mm-hmm. But I do. i got a little depression being the number two pick of the draft. Just let me be and chill. That would have been my conversation with him. It was a hard conversation, a rather uncomfortable conversation, but it was one that needs to be had and and Falonzo's take needs to be had sooner rather than later if he wants to fix the Sandy and, and just concentrate on playing ball. Other than that, yeah. this dude is going to be always in the news, always blowing up the spot, and he doesn't need that. Matt doesn't need that. The Lakers do not, do not need that. Now, I'm afraid, and once again, I think this is all good. That's why I keep saying, starting for his two younger boys, for possibly Falonzo, it's not going to end well for LaVar if he keeps going going like this. It's not going to mm-hmm. end well for him. And so that's, that's why I'm really afraid for this for his three boys. I mean, look, he, he it's obviously he loves his son. I'm not going to call him a bad dad because, you know, he, 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 he's at least there for his son. He loves his son. I mean, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's more than obvious, okay? I just think he just needs to just chill out. Stop being the helicopter dad. Let his boys be. Because, you know, otherwise, he's, he's, he's handicapping the, the growth more than anything, whether he realizes or not. And True. imagine to keep putting up with that. I, imagine he's huh. 86 that and shut that mess down soon rather than later, very soon. So, uh, <laughs> who knows what's going with that? That's total. That's a close. That's a, and then the sad part is the Lakers are actually very talented. They're actually doing okay. I mean, they have a losing record, but. Mm-hmm. This is it's a team that's showing great signs of progress. The young players are going. Brandon, Brandon Ingram is a stud, and Cal uh-huh. Kuzma, the other draft pick, is a grown ass man. He he's he's he, he he's the real deal. So I mean, got a lot of positive. Even Lonzo Ball is starting to play better. Just 
just just just just eighty six the circus at out off the court. Just, just get See, out. that's why get out that's here. why they're allowing this to happen because it hasn't become a detriment to either Lavar, not to Lavar, I'm sorry, to uh 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 God, what is the oldest son's name? I keep forgetting that name. Lonzo, Lonzo, Lonzo. It hasn't become a detriment to Lonzo and it hasn't become a detriment to the Lakers yet. So once it really yeah. starts to become a problem, that's when they'll go ahead with the handcuffs on it. But as of right now, they they, they just go ahead and, and they they got a collar on him, so he can do what he want to do. He can bark as much as, as much as he want to bark, but he just know if he bark at the wrong person, they're gonna yank that chain. They just ain't got no muzzle on him yeah, yet. So that's why that, that's why they ain't done it yet because he he ain't hurt nobody yet. Yeah, that muzzle is gonna come sooner rather than later, and it's gonna come from one match at Johnson. And I give it like T minus two weeks. I give it two weeks. Hell, I'm in the Southeast. I'll give it three three weeks. A week after Christmas, it's gonna go down. It's gonna go down, uh-huh. and we want to hear. Hopefully, we won't hear Alonzo in public, at least as it pertains to, uh, to the Lakers. He can make a fool of himself in other areas, but not with the Lakers. Um, no. Let's, let's make the hard ass shift from the NBA to college football. Now, I've been hearing, you know, uh, you know, granted. College football playing with stuff in a couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. I've been here on local, not local, but on Sirius XM Radio, on ESPNU Radio, as a matter of fact, that some guys have been banning the, 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 the concept of expanded players has been banning about since the, in, just since the end of the season, since, since right after the, um, the um, selection show. Like, was last Sunday? Yes, yeah, last Sunday. And last Sunday, yeah. Ideas of like maybe an eight team, a six team, or ten team playoff, or sixteen team playoff. Some cases, which is laughable. Um, we like we both know that. Okay, for those of us who've been listening, I'm in opposed to any, any expansion of any playoff. I'm happy with four. It's better mm-hmm. than what they had before, but I'm happy. We're really happy with four. You are happy, I assume, with eight. Is that correct? Happiest with eight. It, no, I'm happiest with with sixteen. I'll take sixteen. Oh, that's I'll right. deal with eight. Right, right, right. But I'll take sixteen because, like I said before, and, and like I've said always on this show, everybody else do it. Well, everybody does at least twenty. At least twenty. I'm thinking twenty is mm-hmm. is is insane. But I'll take sixteen. Right. I'll take ten. But uh, any anything more than six for me is is where I would be we happiest because everybody. For the most part, all of the power conferences, all of the non-five conferences, they can all be represented. Then you can get your at-larges in there. And at that point, you can argue at that point anything past 10-12, which would be insane conversations. But um, at that point, everybody would be happy because everybody gets one in. At least one. Yeah. See, that's the thing. (laughs) You know, the reason why why it works – when you're talking about 20, that's the, like, FCS levels in Division Three. No, I'm mm-hmm. talking Division Two, Division Two, and Division Three, I guess, is yeah. because they have the, the FBS has one thing that those other divisions do not have, bowl games. You're going yeah. to have a hard time convincing these bowls. Like, I'm not talking about, like, just, like, the big, the granddaddies of Mars, or like, like the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, all that. They're part of New Year's Six. Then in the mm-hmm. playoff rotation, if you will. I'm talking about the likes of the Gator Bowl, the Rosa Black Bowl, the Belt Bowl, um, uh, the Cotton – no, I no, I just said the Cotton Bowl. Um, the Fiesta Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, bowls that generate – that has all that old money connected to them for years and years and years and, years. Ah, and how they've been yeah. playing with the conferences. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. You're gonna have a hard time trying to to pry those bowls away from the cold dead hands of folks in the city and those cities and the in the and the conferences that they're affiliated with because they bring a lot of money as much as a, as the New York Six obviously but they bring in a lot of dough for again again for like 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 for the communities like tax bases and the conferences that they're affiliated with. I don't not think, necessarily. Don't think that's going to happen, bro. <laughs> well, that's, that's not going to happen. The way the way you work that is, you either work those games in 
as additional playoff games, or uh-huh. you go ahead and you shift down that next level, or, or <clears throat> of of or that next level. But that 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 instead of having say the number two team from the, the Big East and the number two team from the SEC compete in this game, then you would have had the mm-hmm. next uh, highest available to compete in those games. That's the way that you keep those games. You can either have it as a playoff or you do it that way. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they, they, people don't like it. I'll say this. An expanded playoff will make a insane amount of money, more so than it does now. That's, uh-huh. that, 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 that's evident. I'm just saying they're going to have a hard – those bowls committee, those bowl folks, even though the money in comparison would be minuscule, that's a lot of old money, bro. That's a I know. lot of old money somehow finagle their way around, and I have a hard time seeing that happen. That's, that's, Matter that, of fact, that's why I don't think that would work. It, it might be more attractive to make those games uh, additional playoff game locations because the way that it is right now, yeah, sure, you're getting maybe the second or the third or maybe even the fourth best team from a particular conference. Now, uh-huh. think if, if, if those cities were getting playoff teams, games that were more a little bit more exciting, games that had something to do with winning a national championship, you would have potentially more people coming out to see those games, generating more revenue for the city, generating more revenue for the game. There you go. That's 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 yeah. how you work that in and, and, and do that and, and make that work, but it, it has to be a a format in which that actually does work. Some somebody who's a little bit smarter than me will be able to figure that out. <laughs> but me too, because I, yeah. I haven't had an opportunity to sit down and think it through yet. But that's the way that you 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 make that work. You turn those into uh to playoff games. You don't lose those games. They still have. And you rotate them out as well, so you 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 still have uh, 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 the nostalgia of the game, but you you uh, every three or four years it'll have a different twist. It'll become a playoff game. Well, I'll say this too, <clears throat> and and I mentioned the Gator Bowl and the Russell Bell Bowl and Big Bell Bowls earlier. They take place mm-hmm. the last week of December, so officially they'll be around the time where the Final Four would be. Um, yeah, there's a push. There will be a push. To have say say it was like sixteen games, right? Sixteen teams mm-hmm. or even eighteen. There will be a push. There will be a push to have the first round at the home site of the highest seed school. Like say mm-hmm. for example, if if like UCF were to get in, right? The, you know they're the highest ranked group of five team, and this and it, like 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 say in the eighteen scenario, they would. It's like they would prefer to draw Alabama or Auburn, for example, or even the University of Miami. They, people would be pushing for them to be, to play the game at UCF than to make it a neutral site game. And that would yeah. be the same with whoever plays Clemson as the AC, they would have to play in Death Valley. Same with, um, uh, what the hell, uh, with, um, with, with uh, Oklahoma as the second seed. Same mm-hmm. with Georgia as a Thursday, and so on and so forth. Um, they they would rather have it on the uh, on like uh, on the home field, especially if you go to the 16 team. Because what you're talking about now, in addition to all 10 conference champs, all five, how five champs, all five group of five champs, along with I guess it would be what six at largest. There will yes. almost always, especially in that scenario, it will almost have to be. At the highest, at the side of the higher seed of school, because uh-huh. if that's the case, you have the group of five. Like you got to talk about the Sun Belt champ, the Conference USA champ. They play their bowls like next week. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so that'll be during the time where you're going to have these playoffs. If you take a two week break between the last week of the conference championships and rise to the Army Navy game weekend. So, mm-hmm. um, because they don't want anything interfering with the Army Navy weekend for college sports, no. so it'll be you look at a two week layoff. So during that time, you get right at the beginning of the bowl season. So, which again, you have all these like the Bahama Bowls and everything else. They would be like, yo, <laughs> 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 you got 
you, you took away the conference champ of Conference USA or the Sun Belt to the playoffs. What we got? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you again, it goes back up. to these bold tie-ins with conferences. Yeah. You, you would get the runner-up. That's what you would get. You would end up getting – and then yeah. that's the other thing, too. We would probably end up having bowl contraction. So we don't have all of these foolish bowls yeah. out There's here, man. Damn bowls anyway. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, you start seeing – because we, we started to see it last year, or was it the year before, <laughs> when we first started getting bowl teams with six wins, right. which was starting to become right. laughable. And, and then right. I want to say that there may have been a bowl that had a team of five wins. I could be wrong. But I'm I'm, I'm just throwing yeah, that out that there as a, as a potential. Mr. Exactly. Was one of them. Once again, laughable. How is a five-win team getting into a bowl game? So, but like I said, right. I understand people got money to throw around to be enticing in order to have a bowl game. But sometimes, man, less is more. <laughs> and, and and this will be a way to potentially uh, contract some of those bowl games and have it so that we have better football going on throughout the month of, uh, of December and January. Well, um, this one, this uh, this one last there before we get to the NFL, which I which I, which I think you will find intriguing. Uh huh. Since everyone and mama swears but down is gonna go to eight before sixteen or, or whatever sooner rather than later. Let's just say that for the sake of argument, take these teams this year. You got an eighteen playoff existence, right? So you got, uh-huh. of course, the top four, Clemson, Oklahoma, uh, Georgia, and Alabama. That's the top four seeds, right? We'll take Alabama Alpha, man. You're talking about just conference champs. Those three, uh, Ohio State, four, mm-hmm. um, SC, five, right? And then you're going to yeah. obviously take one. They almost will have to include one group of five champs. The highest ranked group of five champ. That would be in this scenario, Central Florida, right? So you got yeah. the top uh-huh. six. So the question is, who are going to be? Who's going to fill the the, the uh, two at largest? Okay, you have to choose from base Auburn, Alabama, Miami, Wisconsin, Stanford, and maybe Notre Dame. So two spots will come down to six teams. Now I'll tell you this: I would, and I think everyone agrees with me on this. I would mm-hmm. first take Auburn, based upon what okay. they did to Bama, based upon uh-huh. the work that they did on Georgia or in the in the regular season. Even though they got mm-hmm. curb stomped in the title game, they were without their top running back, the top two running backs, if I'm not mistaken. So. I would put Auburn's asses in there, right? I put Auburn's ass in there. So you mm-hmm. have one spot that's going to come down between Alabama, the U, Wisconsin, and uh, was I mentioned Stanford earlier in Notre Dame, right? Okay, I'll take Stanford out of there because they have three losses. I take Notre Dame mm-hmm. out of there because they have three losses. So basically, it come down between Alabama, the U, and Wisconsin. That's your, that's going to be your last. That's who that's who's going to buy for the last spot. So either yeah. way, you're going to have some controversy. Either way, you're going to have someone bitching about not getting in and why they should get in. Of course, right? Even though, like, even though uh, 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 Urban Meyer did a hell of a job and, and was more gracious and just accepting his fate, right? But mm-hmm. in that scenario. I'll tell you who I'm putting in. I'm putting in Alabama. They were the top team uh-huh. throughout the year for for a reason. Even though their their schedule didn't not much amount uh, didn't amount to snuff, but it's not their fault that Florida State lost a quarterback and fell on his face on the, on this collective face. It's not their fault that you know that rest of the SEC West didn't hold up to the standard that is normally held up to, right? It's not their uh-huh. fault that <clears throat> Mississippi State and was and LSU was just I, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, um, but I was I would put Bama in ahead of Miami because to me, not only is Miami getting beat down in the conference championship game, ACC conference championship game, they lost a pit the week before. That'll be enough for me to keep them out. 
Oh, I completely agree with you. Now, uh, of course, the argument, and, and we've had this discussion before, the argument of, of who has a better resume always will come up. And right. people will always say if, if, if the, the two probably that will be in question would be Wisconsin and Alabama. And, of course, yeah, if you're like me, you would say that. What's that? See, that's the thing. Everyone would say Wisconsin ain't playing nobody. People would also say Alabama mm-hmm. ain't playing nobody. And then everybody would say, you know, Alabama lost at the end of the year, but Wisconsin lost in the title right. game. Um, so right. it, 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 they almost have the same resume, if you think about it, with with yeah. Alabama having better wins. Right. But okay, that's that thing, though. yeah, exactly. I would say the, the, the thing that, that <laughs> will be the advantage for me for Alabama is because, mm-hmm. like it or not, they will rank number one for the majority of the season. That's that's right. that's where that's where they get that edge for me. And it just happened to be at the end of the year they took that L. But they were capable of going ten plus weeks at number one. What do you do? Right, right. And that's the thing. So I don't know where you're gonna have some controversy, but it'll be fun. Yes, there'll be a lot of controversy. <laughs> but you know what? They gonna have fifty teams in there. Think of that 50 teams in there. Teams number 51 and 52 will be like, we got locked out too. Because the same thing happens exactly. with the NCAA basketball tournament. You got 68 right. teams that get in, and their Bama's out there, 69, 70, 71. Yo, what about us? So it doesn't matter how many teams you get in there, somebody's going to be crying that they were worthy right. or more worthy than somebody else. It's just with me, of course, like I said before, if CS does twenty, Division Two does twenty four or twenty eight, I will be mm-hmm. happy with with, with sixteen. I, I will deal with sixteen for for FBS. I wouldn't have any problems whatsoever. Mm. So mm. yeah. Well, you know this one traditionalist right here you're talking to would be a little sore about that. <laughs> I know, I know, and you know what? I'd be crying about the growing up the regular season. Yes, but but growing up with traditionalists like you, you know the the whole polls thing. Up until I started to, to I look polls, at, at how that yeah, was exactly my point. That was the point I was getting to. <laughs> I see exactly how judge uh, subjective polls can get, and that includes the uh, yeah. the, uh, uh, the the playoff polls as well. That's why mm-hmm. I'm like, you go ahead, you get those champions in. You don't have a problem, but that's when the debate comes in. You know, do you start honoring regular season champs for at-large bid situations, excuse me, or not? And, and, and I'll sure. let them vote on that and have that conversation. But, once again, all conversations that right. could be had would be fun, but at least keep the champions right. in there. All right. Well, last but not least, brother, let's just cover the NFL by quick. This was a crazy, wacky weekend. I mean, oh. you had, like, for start off with the Falcons beating the Saints to, like, make this a real divisional playoff, like a, a real division race in the NFC South, which is a crazy. Three, two teams are 9-4, and four, the Saints and Panthers. The Falcons are 8-5 and five, a game behind. Um, mm-hmm. You had the Packers getting a scare from the Brownies. Um, you know, they held on, for like, for the win. Uh, the Cowboys... Um, a week away from getting uh, uh, Zeke Elliott back next week. Well, this weekend. Uh huh. And last night needs to cap it all off. This wackiness. How about New England losing in Miami? <sighs> and it's hard. And what is even crazier is Tom Brady is under 500 for his career playing in Miami. He's like, uh-huh. I think six and seven or five and seven. Going playing in Miami. That's just. Crazy. I mean, very much so. Football is a weird sport, man. Football is a weird sport. You talking about <laughs> matchups, and just for some reason, stuff just happens. Wacky. That's the NFL, man. That's that's the NFL. But there's one thing I want to talk about just right quick. And well, one of the things is that end of the the end of the Seattle Jacksonville game when a riot broke yeah. out. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's almost like. I know these guys, these both teams in different conferences, mm-hmm. but I see that I saw that game as a as a as a as as, as a as a uh, string of not string of bell, an Avon Barksdale and Marlowe Sandsfield moment. 
Those of us who are mm. big fans of Wire know what I'm talking about. If you look yes. at, I mean, we all know about what happened like, between those two cats, right? It was the passing of, uh, of the torch between Avon and Marlowe. Mm-hmm. I guess it was three. If you look yes. at Seattle and Jacksonville, Jacksonville is Seattle 2.0. They play uh-huh. defense, they talk smack, and they back it up. That's 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 been Seattle for the past three or four seasons. And Seattle, I think, saw themselves in Jacksonville. They're like, nah, this can't be this can't be a second coming of us. We're the standard. We set the mark. We keep mm-hmm. doing it. And and I bet that's what I bet I'm willing to bet that's that that played a part in, in, in Seattle just melting down at the end. Because you got these upstarts in Jacksonville who's actually doing a damn thing this this, this season. I mean they're they're coming out of nowhere. But exactly. it's like a mirror image of themselves. Except Jacksonville's a younger, seemingly hungrier and healthier version of Seattle. And they're coming. They're coming the same way mm-hmm. Seattle was coming like four or five years ago. So I, that, was, that was I found that very fast that game very fascinating, and that we we got a second coming of the Seahawks, and they're they're trying to be the Jacksonville Jaguars of all people. Man, you know what? It's funny that you use no, that analogy because <laughs> it, it is because I, I, first and foremost, I never <laughs> saw it that way until you said it. That means we don't have to stick with that analogy with, with my explanations when I start explaining some things in a couple of minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But for those who who know, Jacksonville has had a history, especially in their in their early onset of being good with Brunel and Jimmy Smith and right. and, um, and, and, and Taylor. Exactly, because all that stitch. <laughs> After all those guys left, you know, <laughs> it, it just got real stinky in Jacksonville, man. And people weren't attending games, and you know, they was talking about sending the team to London. And next thing you know, here they come again. But you right. know, it, it just happens to be when this particular game, man. You know, uh, 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 Seattle, their rebay been locked up for a couple of years, aka no Marshawn Lynch. So you, you really don't have that that same attitude that that they used to have when they were winning Super Bowls. They stay still good. They still out there in the streets. They still moving that dope. But, you know, they, they just ain't got that swag no more because Bay locked up. Or, or, I'm sorry, in this case, Bay is now in Oakland. Uh, that's mm-hmm. another play on words on Bay in, in Bay Area, but uh, that was my accident. <laughs> But, um, you know, now here comes Jacksonville out of nowhere, and nobody's seen them coming, yeah. you know, and people thought that some of the things that they did early in the season was, was, was kind of by accident. That, 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 who was it that they beat? Um, was it the Steelers? Did they beat the Steelers? Yeah, they beat us down. Five big Ben. Big Ben played like large Benjamin that game. He threw five interceptions. That's right, the six. Two were five interceptions. The, the, the win right. in London against Baltimore, and, you know, everybody's oh, like... Oh, they beat them down. Yeah, I was like, what? This is Jacksonville, son? This can't be Jacksonville. Oh, man, they're just getting a couple. Next thing you know, you turn around, they got eight wins, and they lead the division. Surprise, surprise. You know, everybody thought it was going to be one way. Now it's not yep. as right. You know, everybody thought it was going to be one way, but now it's the other way. You know, now they're still a lollipops on the stores and stuff. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Because they're Jacksonville, and, they're, and everybody's expecting them to do well now. You know, and so it's just it's just interesting to see exactly – that's exactly what happened. Sunday was Jacksonville's <laughs> attempt of stealing the lollipop out of the store, and Seattle was trying to say something to them. And at the end of the game, they was like, man, you want to be one way, but it's about to be another way. And, and now the fans throwing right. trash at you and stuff. But – if you look at it from the outside looking in, it's like, dude, why is Seattle having this beef with Jacksonville? It's only Jacksonville. But Jacksonville saying, yo, we Jacksonville. So now it, they're coming. It, it's, it's like we're coming. We're coming. So we 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 the team that maybe nobody wants to see in the playoffs. Pittsburgh, a lot better than what they were early in the season. And that will mean that they will probably have to play Jacksonville in the cold. I don't know if Jacksonville's going to be ready for that, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see Jacksonville yeah. go up to Foxborough 
You know what I'm saying? It'll be interesting to see because that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to travel at some point. But where right. will be the interesting thing and to see how they handle it. And then to make it even worse, like, like I said, they're coming. The QB crop that's coming up this next season, everybody talked about yep. what's going on with Blake Bortles. Blake ain't got to be yep. there no more. Now, I'm one in the ship that says that, that Eli stays in New York, but what happens if Eli doesn't stay? He can go to Jacksonville where Tom Coughlin is, with his boy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where he's won two mm-hmm. rings with. Also, up up for consideration, as much as I hate to see him go, man, but at the same time, I'm like, go on, go somewhere, man, show these kids fans here what they're missing out on so they can go ahead and complain like, oh, my God, that's what we had. Kirk we could have won, won yeah. a ring with that Bama. If Kirk Cousins goes to Jacksonville with that squad, with that running game, they got young receivers out there and with that defense. And because once again, good about that. And they got an offensive line. They they coming, they coming. Or yeah, there, there's some other free agents that'll be out there. So they they coming. You know what I'm saying? Just, just watch out, man. Just watch out. Well, Blake Bortles has been on the clock all season. And Tom Cobb, they probably got a football dude who knows what the hell he's doing, running the show. Like, he was the first coach and GM. Mm-hmm. He was the first coach and GM. He's back and running mm-hmm. the show as a GM now. But having that, the coach, I forget the coach's name. He used to coach at Buffalo. Um, and he did coach at Syracuse for a while. But he, he's, been, yeah. he's done a great job with Jacksonville. And, you know, they did most of their work in the draft. So that's, that's mm-hmm. a by, by and large a homegrown squad. Little young guys who are and getting better. And they have an outside shot at home field advantage. Because remember, mm-hmm. they have the head-to-head with Pittsburgh. So True. let's just say, let's go through this scenario for a minute. I don't think Pittsburgh, I don't think my team, as much as I love it, is going to beat New England. I think New England's going to come in pissed off and throw up a 600 against us. So, I, so let's say, if, so for the sake of argument, if New England, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville wins out and finishes 12 and 4. I don't have the stands in front of me right now. I think, I'm thinking Jacksonville gets the edge. Let's just pull up the, the standards right quick because I think the Scarborough's uh, records are, would be comparable. And let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, where the Okay, here it is. So. Let's just say, for sake of argument, that it's like Newton will have to lose one more game. So there would be nine and three in the AFC. Pittsburgh, if they lose, which I think they will lose, to um, uh, New England. And I, actually, y'all don't see them lose another game because they have to play uh, uh, Houston the following week and uh, yeah. Cleveland to close out the season. So they're probably exactly yeah, they, they're not going to lose so fast too. No, right. So. Basically, Jacksonville would need for Pittsburgh and New England to lose one more game. More games. Well, if Pittsburgh takes two more games, New England one more game. In that scenario, if New if Jacksonville wins out, they'd have a ten and two conference record. Mm-hmm. That is good. That's that's home field advantage because they would have the better conference record in that scenario than Pittsburgh and New England. They all three finish twelve and four. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, again, I don't see Pittsburgh losing after this weekend to out of Houston, especially not Cleveland, at home. So they'll finish – they'll probably finish 11 – they'll probably finish 13-3. and three. And New England probably end up getting home field advantage in that, in, in that scenario. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to face – even though Jacksonville have to travel, I don't want to face these cats in the second, in the second round for a quartering <laughs> because Jacksonville – they they do things that do that travel well. That's play defense and run the football. Mm-hmm. As True. long as Blake Bortles stays the hell out of harm's way, they'll be fine. And so that's a team to watch. But having said all that, even in in in, in, in like despite um, New England's loss in Miami uh, the other night, AFC is still New England's to lose. I mean, let's just be it honest. is. I, 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 I don't. It think is. I don't, I, as, as much as Pittsburgh's been excited about playing New England since the championship game <laughs> and this past January, I still think New England's in their heads. And I, and God bless the Steelers for being hyped for this game, and <laughs> despite the fact that, they, that we should have lost the damn 
Baltimore last weekend, but that's not certain or not another time. But I think it's the AFC's New England's conference to lose. Now, the NFC is even wackier because you have, like, uh, Carson Wentz going out with knee injury. God bless him, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. he's gone for the rest of the year, and he may or may not be back for the beginning of next season. So you got them. You have Minnesota, who has questions. Mm-hmm. You have New Orleans and Carolina, who have questions. You have the Rams and Seahawks, who have questions. Mm-hmm. The Falcons have questions. Mm-hmm. But this gets real fascinating. This is about to get real fascinating right here. Green Bay and Dallas. Green Bay gets Aaron Rodgers back this weekend. Yes. And and Dallas, guess who Dallas gets back? Troy Elliott. And he's set up for the stretch run. They get mm-hmm. Zeke back. So basically, Dallas and Green Bay have a good shot of winning out. And, you know, if you look at the rest of the NFC, it's going to be a tough nut to crack in terms of the playoff spots because they want so, like, the parity is so real. But mm-hmm. if Seattle and Atlanta are not careful, I'm just saying, it's, it's things are going to get a lot interesting in the NFC starting this coming weekend with Aaron Rodgers being yeah. back in Green Bay and Dallas getting back to Zeke Elliott. They're boasted at 76. They're, they're not out of it. By any by, by by any means, this is going to get fun real quick. Now, the interesting thing, really, is in my personal opinion, is Green Bay. Yeah. Because of the fact of yeah. of Aaron Rodgers coming back as quickly as he is, and his first game back is against a team that they need to beat in order to gain some ground, which is the uh, the Carolina Panthers. I want to see how he right. looks facing that defense. If he, looks, if he looks capable against that defense, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, it, it, it'll, like I said before, it'll be interesting. Well, like I said, man, it'll be interesting to see how he looks against that D. But Dallas is going to need help. Dallas is going to need some help. And, and, right. and right. one of those teams that could give him help because they've been so healthy skeletal all season long has been Atlanta. So, it's Atlanta need to uh, protect themselves as well as Seattle. Seattle's another one of those teams, man. You know, they've been riding high and, and doing well, but, you know, with them being in second place and still chasing the Rams right now, it, mm-hmm. they got a race ahead of them. So not only are they trying to keep season. pace, this is a wacky it is a wacky season, man. With them keeping pace with the, the Rams, Rams in first place, the Rams in first place, man. All over again. And I'll tell you like this: Jesus. the Skins fans are are livid right now. Their talks of the fan base not being happy uh-huh. with 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 Jay Gruden, even though Jay is doing the best he can with the last shooter that he has. The fans right. are upset because they're like, we had the next one here in the in the building with us, but we let him go. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Because the Skins ain't got. Todd Gurley. The Skins ain't got that defense. You know what I'm saying? You, you, got, right. you got that defense and you got uh, Todd Gurley, then, then maybe you can have that, that, that conversation uh, about right. the next one being here. Because if he goes anyplace else without that nucleus and without having uh, Wade Phillips with him, he don't look the same. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right. he, he got it, and that's how they look. We so, shall see. This is... This is gonna be one. This is gonna be one fun ass weekend in the NFL. So, it's, I mean, somewhere with that and Sandy, I call them San Diego. I still call them San Diego. The Chargers, L.A. Chargers playing Kansas City. They balled them now. It's gonna be fun. It's going. Yeah. It's, it's real. It's getting real in the NFL season. So this is where it's fun. So we'll, we'll we'll be looking forward to that. Hey, thanks a lot, brother. Thanks for uh, bearing with me with the technical difficulties earlier. I appreciate it. No problem. And don't forget, Celebration Bowl is Saturday. I'm on my way yes. to Atlanta in the morning. Yes, yes. We'll tune into that. We'll definitely talk about that. We'll definitely talk, uh, talk, uh, talk about that in two weeks. All right, man. Peace out, brother. Yeah. Peace. Have a good one.
All right, please check my man Dwayne out. Uh, Sleeps away every Tuesday uh, evening on Blog Talk Radio here, as well as the Sports Blog, the Yard Sessions for CU Sports. Uh, speaking of next week, I'll be on pre-holiday travel all next week, so I'll be coming at, back at y'all in two weeks, uh, two days after Christmas. So hopefully I'll get some good gifts and I'll a whole lot of coal in my stocking. Uh, <laughs> see how Coach Santa treats it. But at any rate, thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Burks with the Clown Hour signing out. Oh, six. Good night. Peace.